What's up, guys? You're listening to the Apex Formula Podcast, a podcast where we take a dive into what it really means to drive a car. My name is Dalton, and I'm here with co-hosts Chase and Avery. We are just three guys who love to spend time behind the wheel, and we hope to share that passion with you. If you're a car enthusiast who loves all aspects of cars, then stay tuned for more episodes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, season four, episode one. <laughs> Date. I'm going to do that every episode. Um, no, it is season one, episode four. Um, today, we got some fun stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, not, I guess it's not really fun. Nothing. Fun to us. Yeah. Don't really care what you guys feel about it. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can do this for ourselves. Um, but yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday. Uh, we're going to talk about some cars, some cars that we like, some cars that... Went a little uh, above and beyond when it came to uh, the the engineering behind it made the car what it is. Some cars that, or some manufacturers that wanted to change. Change the game, yeah. dude. Yeah. Shit's important. We oh, need yeah. those like innovational, yeah. those innovational shit. Like, Nobody's doing that shit anymore, you know? Like, you know, think about way the, back. What are the brands that do that? Mm. That's today's stuff. <laughs> Pag- Pagani would be one. Yeah. Lamborghini would be one. I mean, they do put out more production vehicles, but Lamborghini would be one. Bugatti. Obviously, that's a good one. Koenigsegg. Yes, those cars are crazy. Koenigsegg. Ferrari. Ferrari does have some good stuff uh, with the La Ferrari and whatnot, and the Enzo Ferrari and the F40 and whatnot back in the day. Hmm. Shit's insane. Yeah, well. Well... The car that I chose to speak on today was the Lexus LFA. Um, I'm sure most of you guys know what that is. They didn't produce... I think they only produced it for about three or four years. Yeah, I think they they said that they only produced about 500, but there's probably a little bit more of that behind the, behind yeah. the scenes. Yeah. No, um, the Lexus was crazy. What was the car you were going to talk about? Uh, I was going to talk about the Bugatti Veyron. Bugatti Veyron. Yes. That is probably one of the most influential cars ever. The $1.7 million vehicle that pushes a speed of 200 miles per hour. So if you guys want to drop $2 million to go 280 miles an hour, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go Because right I'm ahead. sure if you did end up buying that, you would be hitting top speed all day, every day. Oh, yeah. Every mm-hmm. time I got on the freeway. Daily 280. Yeah. Like, Daily you know, 280, baby. Yeah. Hit 250 Shit. a day to keep doctor away. Am I oh, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you got to, you need lots of airflow for those 10 radiators that the car has. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Dude, the, the engineering behind that thing. Um, four turbos, ten radiators, sixteen cylinders. Yeah. Well, it says that each radiator it takes fifteen hours to produce them. Each one. I could probably make them faster to be honest with you. Fifteen hours? I'll make you a radiator in an hour. Yeah, they're probably can't like... guarantee it's gonna last very long, but it'll work. It'll work. And I'll make 16 of them. <laughs> I can make 16 radiators in one hour. I'm going to go to the junkyard and just find 16 of them. Yeah. Maybe they should try building them with their eyes open. Yeah. Now, the reason why they take so long is actually because they have their eyes closed during the whole manufacturing <laughs> process. It's actually an inside joke with them. <laughs> McLaren's another brand that went McLaren, above and yeah. beyond. Well, specifically with all like supercars, pretty much. Engineering. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, honestly, all McLarens are pretty much like the same to me. Like I see a six hundred LT and like a five seven like five seventy or six sixty five LT four twenty like yeah some dumb shit the way the P one looks oh my yeah that shit God. The, the it's P1, like a scorpion the P one that's a fucking crazy car even the seven six five LT which is now has a faster quarter mile than the fucking demon <laughs> really yeah wow. the that's the, actually insane the seven six five LT actually has the fastest quarter mile time of any production vehicle that's insane. So McLaren literally took a supercar and made it faster than the big old hefty Challenger that's, that's made, made to go in a straight line. Made to go in a straight oh, yeah. line. I mean, that's called the engineering right there. And as you can see, McLaren's probably got better engineers than what 
they're using to build the Challenger, considering that they've had the same exact design since they came out with the Challenger back in like 2007. And when they're building these crazy cars, they're trying to produce as much power efficiently as possible with the least amount of stuff. Yeah. Even though they have a shitload of stuff and technology, but they're trying to use everything as efficiently as they can. Oh, yeah. And all the, the shit that they do, we need those, though. I'd probably, if I could have any of, like, those top cars, it'd probably be... It'd either be the LFA, which we will talk about here pretty soon, or a Pagani. Like, those are, like, not only are those, like, crazy engineering, but they're also, you know, driving pieces of art. Yeah. Like, the interiors of those things. I mean, the the Paganis are super rare as well. Yeah, but, yeah, they'll cost you a fucking fortune. Oh, yeah. Um, on the Nordschleife, um, the Pagani Zonda did it in like seven minutes or something or whatever um but the the pagani zonda r i believe it was either the s or the r did uh went around that same track at a whole minute faster that's insane whole fucking minute faster like that's nuts what would you do if you had a fucking pagani sell it (laughs) (laughs) sell it wreck it yeah (laughs) fuck yeah, if, if you would sell it for two million dollars and then buy fifth or like five thousand WRXs, yeah, yeah. warehouse full of subies. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. So there we got the corner. There's a I put I bought twenty two twenty two Bs because I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> and then uh, over here, got uh, 24. 24 regular STIs, regular GC8s. And then over here we come to the rest of the collection. Yes. Here's the corner of the garage where I have my rainbow collection of 22Bs. Yes, yes. My rainbow collection. <laughs> trying to represent the homosexual community. Right. You know how it is. Um, but yeah, the LFA. It ain't that at all. 500 and... Let's Chase, since Avery's going to be speaking on something a little bit different than just a car. So me and Chase will... Why don't we, why don't we do a thing where we go back and forth and compare specs? Shit. Like just horsepower and whatnot. All right. I so, mean, our our cars aren't our, our specs aren't going to be very similar. But that's oh no, right. but it's just it's just going to be because they're both they're two cars that pushed engineering in different ways. Um, obviously, different prices and everything, yeah. mm. um, but still very interesting. So yeah. the LFA comes with five hundred and fifty two horsepower. So this baby pushes twelve hundred horsepower, <laughs> literally double. Double, yeah, more than double. That's. I need some of that in my life. What's your 0-60 to 60 time? Did it give one? Yeah. 2.8 seconds, which is funny because with those big-ass brakes that they have, from zero or from 60 to 0, it can decelerate faster than it can accelerate 0-60. to 60. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Imagine just slamming on those so brakes and just stopping immediately. That means you can literally create more G-force by braking than accelerating. That'd be so fun just to like obliterate those brakes and so my, stomp on them as hard as you could. My question Fuck. is when you're yeah. when you're holding the steering wheel and then you go like one hundred percent braking power, right? Like how much how much fucking uh, force do you have to put into your fucking arms to keep yourself from slamming your face into the steering wheel? <laughs> That's what the seatbelt's for. Well, you oh. know, with like newer cars, I don't know when they started doing it. Um, but I know my parents' car. If you like brake quickly or like a awkward uh, maneuver, the seatbelt will tighten and it won't move. Really? Yeah. Damn. Mine does that. Really? Mm. Well, shit. Mm. <laughs> Yours electronically tightens? Well, I mean, it I, locks. I mean, yeah, I guess it locks. Yeah. Like well, if I brake hard yeah. or, yeah, some shit like that. Yeah, it'll lock. Well, with my mom's Mercedes, you can feel it. Like it'll tighten. It'll, yeah, it'll, <laughs> pull, it'll pull the seatbelt back against your shoulder. It's fucking it's so crazy. Weird. Okay, what's your top speed, loser? Well, my top speed is 280 miles per hour, like I said before. So if you want to spend $1.7 million to go that fast, go right ahead. Or you can get a bike. 202 miles an hour. 202. 202. It's not bad. 202. Because it's still, I mean, it's still breaking the barrier of 200 miles an hour, which Mm -hmm. when the LFA was, when they were designing and trying to produce the LFA, it took them nine years. 
Um, but at that point in time, there wasn't a shit ton of cars, especially production-wise, that were out that could hit 200 miles an hour plus. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. I'm not sure how high the Veyron revs, but the LFA revs up to nine grand, which is amazing. Oh, it's beautiful. like the, the Supras and the RVs. They've got those V6s with that rev up to nine, nine and a half grand. Yeah, the inline six. Oh, my God. L- inline? God damn it. What? I'm a piece of shit. You are? Yeah. Well, yeah I you said did, V6. Yeah, you just said the Supra to V6. Sorry. JDM oh. community is going to come down on you. Do I care? Take no. a guess. Take a wild guess. Good answer, Avery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give no fucks. All right, I got a 4.8 liter V10. What do you got? Couldn't tell you. Oh. Yeah. Pretty sure it's an 8 liter W16. 8 liter W16. So they pretty much just matted two V8s together. W. Yeah. W. 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 It's such a weird concept, though. The W16. Oh, yeah. They actually use a a W12 in in the Bentleys. Wow. In the Continentals, I think. W12. Volkswagen does it weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, when Chase said that it revs to 9,000 RPMs, it can, from 0 to 9,000 RPMs, it can get there in 0.6 seconds. 0.6. Hmm. Yeah, you heard that right. 0.6 oh, yeah. fucking seconds. What? Bro, that's about as fast as it takes me to get one off. Damn me. That's quick as fuck, dude. Dude, you know how it is. Congratulations. I don't like, I don't like wasting time. I got work to do. What's going on? <laughs> hey. right. I, like. I go into the bathroom like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's it. That's yeah, fucking nice. Yes. Yeah. He'd be like, "What the fuck? What, what were we doing in there? You just wash your hands and walk out?" I'm like, "Nah, man. Fucking jacked off." In the restaurant. <laughs> you have like a little toggle on your knee, right? So when like you're actually having sex, you can like turn up the time. Yeah, yeah. No, it's so actually, it lasts like it's, four. It's hours. way inside my anus. <laughs> oh, there's me. a there's a switch you gotta flip. You know? <laughs> And then it goes back to, uh, instead of 0.6 seconds, it's 0.6 minutes. Oh. So it's about uh, <laughs> 40 seconds. Okay. That's as good as it gets. Still a big jump, but oh, you got some work jump. to do. Huge jump. Oh, my God. Uh, Lexus actually had to use a, a virtual rev counter um, because an analog couldn't keep up with how fast it gains and loses revs. That's ridiculous. The LFA has a pretty tight engine bay, though, and, like, working on it would be quite hard. Oh, yeah. No, fuck, yeah. fuck that. I would definitely not want to work on that. Like, yeah, it's it's a Toyota, made by Toyota, but yeah. uh-uh. No, thank you. But listen to this. So, the Veyron, an average oil change, they say, costs about twenty one grand. <laughs> I'll do it myself at that point. I don't even But like you probably pay. can't do it yourself probably unless, you're, unless you speak German or something. <laughs> or French. Unless I speak German or French. Yeah. Just a bunch of German shit under the fucking body. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably all German. Also meaning that Germans are a lot smarter when it comes to cars. So. Oh, yeah. Well, German engineering is insane. Yeah. But, uh, and then, I mean, there's a reason why Volkswagen owns a French company. It's because if the French were actually, if the French actually owned Bugatti, Bugatti wouldn't be what it is today. No. If you look at if you look at every French manufacturer, they don't all suck, but they kind of do. Which Bugatti Bugatti is manufactured in France, right? But owns probably the Germans. Yeah. Volkswagen. Yeah. Still a German brand. Yeah. And whatnot. But so is Porsche, also owned by Volkswagen and Bentley and Audi and Lamborghini. (laughs) Hey, I have a Volkswagen. Yep. Pretty much a Lamborghini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same engine and everything. 1.8 liter turbo diesel. <laughs> yeah. In my, in my uh, all-wheel drive 640-4 Huracan. <laughs> Can't talk. Can never talk. Got a diesel Lambo. Got a diesel Lambo. Somebody's had to have done that. Yikes. Come and swap Lamborghini. Come and swap Lamborghini. Dude, there's no I, way somebody hasn't diesel swapped a Lamborghini yet. Fuck. There's a... On YouTube, I saw a diesel swapped Mustang. It was fucking sick. Oh, I saw Just that. rolling coal and shit. Yeah, because oh, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I saw that on TikTok. But there's the video I saw specifically was him talking about how tight 
um, he had to make the suspension to be able to handle them because oh, it's, it's so heavy. Oh yeah, those diesel engines because the stroke is so long that they have to they have to make that engine so big to really create all that torque. Yeah. Um. So no, there's just fucking massive, massive engine, and the little fucking the little front struts on a Mustang ain't gonna hold that bitch up for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the maybe we should do a diesel swap Subi. Ew. <laughs> Trying to get me to move away? Diesel swap 22B. Here we come. Oh, You'd baby. find that shit smashed overnight. <laughs> Avery would just steal the engine. Somebody I would literally would... spray paint on the hood. This was Avery. And still destroy the car. Somebody would do that to their 22B and like park it outside. Avery would show up with like an EJ220 and do a full engine swap overnight. by the morning. Oh, yeah. So the, when the guy walked out there and started up his diesel... He, he he like turned it on. He's like, I'm gonna let my glow plugs warm up, and he's just gonna fire it up, and it's just gonna sound like a suvi. Oh, what the fuck? What kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> Must have had a dream that I finished the build. I'm gonna pour diesel, what it what diesel fuel, all over his front lawn. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'll do. Like light that bitch. Light it on fire. Which well, no, I was just gonna love. dump it on his lawn. Totally diesel fuel is flammable, ain't it? It is flammable, just not as flammable as gasoline. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because it's like a real thick... Yeah, I watched a little experiment on YouTube where they were testing like jet fuel, gasoline, diesel, and some other shit. They were testing like the lightability of it. And I can't remember much, but yeah, it was... Diesel didn't light very well. I'm also not a scientist or a chemist, so don't quote me. Have you ever watched videos of people putting like uh, McDonald's fry oil in their diesel? And it works just fine? Yeah. Like used McDonald's fry oil. Keep it on the low, the government's gonna get you if you start doing that shit. <laughs> Fucking pieces of shit. Make my own diesel. Let me make my own diesel. What's wrong? Probably clean probably cleaner for the environment. <laughs> so I don't know I don't wanna hear anybody complain about it. There was something else that diesel engines ran on. I think it was just you said fry oil, oil, just regular grease from like restaurants. I think people were stealing that and using it as fuel, and it was working. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> there was a. Fuck. I think I've seen somebody else. I think I've seen somebody put water. Like they were almost out of diesel, and they put water in their diesel, and it like it got them like another like twenty five miles to the gas station or whatever. He was like, I don't know how good this is, but see if it works. I mean, water obviously isn't flammable. Um, but if it's mixed so, in. So, yeah, it probably just added, like, more volume. Yeah, probably. More volume might be a little less. Probably probably, yeah, probably not very good for the engine. No, it might have to run all. a little bit harder, or it's running a little shittier, but, I mean. And his was, like, a newer fucking. It was, like, a fucking 2016. Yeah. Man. If you yeah, if you're in the middle of nowhere and you're running out of gas, I mean, go ahead, try it. Fucking but, send uh, it. Um, oh yeah, what I was gonna say, uh, I was reading an article about Porsche. Apparently, they're trying to make a synthetic fuel. And I think they may have already made it. Um, that burns. It it can run in a normal combustion engine and burns like gasoline, but there's no emission like. Which that won't ever be a thing. It's hundred percent clean. <laughs> that won't ever be a thing because people are going to lose money. The oil companies would. And which I mean, one of the biggest factors. So like, let's say we pay three bucks for a gallon of gas. You know that synthetic fuel might cost fifteen dollars for a gallon of gas. So really, let's say only you know fifteen percent of the U.S. population, which would probably be less than that, would be purchasing this new fuel. Um, but obviously, the rest of the eighty-five to ninety percent of the population would still have, would still only be able to afford regular gasoline. Mm. So therefore, they wouldn't be losing money completely. They'd be losing, a, you know, around yeah. a ten percent loss. Which I mean, if the oil companies are losing money at all, or would lose money at all, it wouldn't happen because I feel like they have more say over anything. They have a lot of say. They got. I mean, a yeah. lot of politicians in their back pockets. Yeah. They're paying them hella money. Well, there were guys who were building these engines that ran off of water, all kinds, anything of shit. like that, corn, yeah. and Big people fat. were buying it from them Big and fat. telling them like, "You ain't gonna fucking say anything." Yeah, well, a couple of them, fucking the guy who invented the vehicle that ran off of water, 
Um, and it was super efficient. It's not like it used a lot of water. It was super efficient. Oil companies were trying to buy his patent off of him, and he was. They were offering him a shit ton of money, and he was just, you know, kept denying it and saying no. Like I'm gonna be the one that puts this out there. And then he ended up committing suicide a couple weeks later. Oh, right. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So, yeah, if you're gonna make a water water uh, or an engine that runs off of water, I recommend not advertising it to the public quite yet. Yeah, might get noted. Or just take the money. If I made an engine that ran off water and that oil company's offered me a hundred million dollars, I might probably just be like, mm. "Yeah, it's not like we're living forever." Yeah, <laughs> they don't give a fuck. Somebody will make it at some point now. Yeah, but I mean, with all these regulations nowadays, with like on like all these, think about all these companies that are switching to electric. Like that's gonna be a huge loss for the oil companies. Audi's probably gonna be almost fully electric in the next five years. Yeah, they said by twenty twenty five they'd be there no more production vehicles that are gonna come off the line will be electric. Pieces of shit. Or be combustion engine. Yeah, eventually we're gonna have to start getting used to the the only engine noise being from speakers. Yeah. Which like, I mean it wouldn't be the bad Porsche, per se, but the Porsche Taycan, I think that's what it's called, has a, has like a like a like it sounds like a like a winding of a gear, which it sounds really cool. And it actually has a transmission. It has three speeds, um, so it's a three speed transmission. But it's fast as shit. It's got like seven hundred and fifty pound feet of torque. Oh yeah, all wheel drive. Like that's dangerous. That's dangerous, man. It's yeah, definitely gonna be a weird day when combustion engines are really gonna be no longer a thing. Yeah, what do you what are you gonna work on? battery <laughs> what are you gonna do go to walgreens and get some double a's yeah like, yeah but buy it, some new lithium juice to refill your battery oh fucking hell but as long as you know we can still use our you know gas pressured i mean if they made a shocks and whatnot i mean I'm, <laughs> just, I'm just gonna make the bitch handle really well there you go <laughs> i'm just gonna make it corner really well not only that we'll have instant power if they made a synthetic fuel though then that worked with combustion engines then yeah, we don't have to worry about a thing. We wouldn't have to. We wouldn't have to fucking switch over to electric. And the sound might be a little different. Oh yeah, definitely. I wonder what it. I wonder if how much it changes the yeah, sound. Probably I mean, not too much, if at all. Because it's still the engine noise. Yeah, it's still the engine noise. Um, fucking firing order changes sound immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were looking at the. I was watching Daily Driven Exotic Exotics, and they were looking at the firing order because usually on a silver plate on the engine will tell you like who made the engine, like who hand built it mm. and then it, usually it'll give the firing order um what the fuck? and the firing order from the old mercy lago to the new adventador sv was totally different because they, they're both v12s obviously they both sound like v12s but they both sound very different and they had a way different firing order yeah that's similar to how subaru has their unequal length headers how oh, much yeah. different it sounds when it's just messing around with the airflow a little bit oh yeah no it's fucking great I think Subarus with equal length headers sound oh, so good. My God! Oh yeah. It might just be because you never really hear it, so I'm not. I'm not kind of. I'm not really sick of it like I am with the unequal length headers, because it's just that's what everybody has. And they still sound good. I mean, it's oh a yeah, Subaru, it's a great but it's just, when you throw some equal length headers on there, it's it's just different. Something pretty. It's just different. Like it's Avery. You agree with me? It's not bad. I like the I like the normal way better though. Really? When they're pushing they're a little bit, rumble. a little bit of power too, it sounds a lot better. But for a equal length, headers. equal length, headers. yeah. Like when like they're we, equal, you know, it's more of like a yeah. Which is still nice, but like yeah, that rumble just it's a subi. Especially yeah, the high horse, sure. the high horsepower with unequal length headers, to me, sounds better than the low horsepower with unequal length headers, um, because it gets rid of it makes it sound more efficient and, mm. and when more power always sounds better. Oh yeah. More yeah. power sounds good. There was a fuck. I just drove by like a 325 E46 that it was definitely straight piped because it was louder than my car, but it sounded more raw like a like the um, the M3 does. You know, it has that really raw natural raspy sound. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what it was sounding like. And what was it? I think it was a 325, so mm. it would have the 2.5 liter inline six and like. Of- 150 and a half horsepower <laughs> i think it comes to like 185 or fuck. something like that it, it, it was loud as fuck he wasn't going very fast it was <laughs> yeah. loud as fuck. and Aww. it sounded super good but <coughs> i never really get to hear what my car sounds like because it's 
I'm always driving it. I mean, you can hear it, but you can't really hear what it sounds like from the back. Yeah, it's, it sounds not totally different, but it definitely sounds different from behind the car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or outside Usually of it. Usually sounds better. Yeah. But um, that's funny, though, because all of BMWs in line sixes, you can tell it's a BMW in line six, what you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Like, even with the newer ones, like with the fucking uh, M4 and whatnot, like, you can tell, like, you can hear the similarities between my M54 and, uh, fuck, I forgot what the, um, the brand new BMW engine, um, name is, or the abbreviation. Like the one that's in the Supra? Yeah. Um, I sure was that, wasn't it? Huh? Wasn't it what you said? Huh. Well, my, my personal engine is the M54. Oh, I feel like it had an N. An N? Yeah. Um, they have an, they have an N, um. I don't know if it's an N54. Or an N55. Is that the new one? Yeah. The N55? Yeah, BMW's turbocharged inline six under the hood, and the new super called the B58 replaces the outgoing N55. Oh. So, yeah, because I was talking to, uh, I was talking to, um, uh, Max, who owns that, uh, Evo, the 500 horsepower 8080 Evo. 8080? Yeah, it's in town. Oh, shit. Someone won? No, he just bought it. Because they gave away that Evo fucking years ago. But he just bought it recently off one of the guys who owned it. Oh, that's kind of sick. But on E85, it, it makes 800 horsepower. That's fucking insane. Yeah. What but, model is it? What Evo? I want to say it's an Evo 7. Hmm. Maybe it's... Oh, no, it's an Evo 8. Uh, but no, it's fucking... I can pull a picture on my phone. It's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Evo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's a good looking car. 500 horsepower. Made by ADA. No, it's sick as hell. I want to, I want to ride in that when he's on ethanol. 800 horsepower, dude. 800 fucking horsepower. 300 power difference. Yeah. Right. 300 horsepower difference. Yeah. Just from the change of a couple uh, fuel maps and some air <laughs> yeah. fuel ratios and PSI and whatnot. That's nuts. Mind-blowing. Um, yeah. Anyways, back to the Bugatti. <laughs> back to, back the to LFA. The I want to spit some more facts on this LFA because this LFA is fucking insane. Yeah. Um, and I love it. Um, so I already said earlier that they had to use a r- virtual rev counter and whatnot. Uh, the paddle shifter, uh, the gear, or the paddle, the the paddle that you use to shift up a gear is lighter than the paddle you would use to shift down a gear, which I think is super cool. Um, it took nine years to design and produce um, the LFA. Uh, the body, they had a they had a whole car made, and the the whole body was initially made of aluminum, um, and then the chief engineer deemed it too heavy, so they redid everything and made the whole body out of carbon fiber, um, which took an extra two years of production because the the factories that they were using to produce the body panels for the car, these factories weren't set up to handle. Um, a product or a material like carbon fiber which is more of a a weave like it's a lot different to make obviously yeah so it took an extra two years to get the factory just ready to make carbon fiber damn um so that was crazy yeah um so obviously got carbon fiber steering wheels or yeah steering wheels apparently it's got two steering wheels (laughs) it's got a carbon fiber steering wheel um the pedals are milled from one single piece of aluminum um which Usually when you're cutting metal or whatnot, you're heating it up and you're actually changing the strength of it. Um, But when you pretty much carve one piece or shave down one piece of aluminum to a single petal, um, it retains the strength of that piece of aluminum. Um, The mirrors are shaped in a way to push air into the intakes directly behind the driver and passenger windows. Um, The bottle for the windshield washer fluid is next to the gas tank to keep weight low and centered like an F1 car. Windshield washer fluid. <laughs> Windshield washer fluid. Down by the right. gas tank. Just to keep it centered. Gotta do what you gotta do. 
Dude, every every little millimeter, every little milligram counts, dude. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it's important. Um, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys have seen what an LFA looks like, but if you guys look at the front, I'm sure you've always asked yourself, why is there a one inch gap between the the bumper and the hood? Because I've always, when I saw it when I was younger, I was like, that looks fucking weird. I don't know why they did that, but it's actually an intake for the engine, specialized intake for the engine. So that's interesting, but it's a $340,000 car. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money. At that time, the Ferrari 599, which is pretty much same horsepower, same top speed. um, Pretty sure it had a higher top speed was $130,000 less. Yeah. I think six times that car a little too high. Well, yeah, and the funny thing is, when they were selling it, they weren't even making any money off of it. They still, to this day, haven't revealed what it costed to produce the LFA. Because of how much money it actually was. That's that's crazy. At that time, um, it was six times more expensive than a Nissan GTR. Yeah, I think its MSRP was like 375k. Yeah, something like that. US. Yeah. Like, that's... That's nuts. Like it, I mean, at least it went on the Nurburgring 714, and apparently he was doing it on street tires. Man. <laughs> so, but yeah, 7 minutes, 14.64 seconds. But now, some of the cars are dipping down into the sixes. Even like road legal cars, like yeah. the Porsche. Something cool about the, um, the LFA is that it's actual, it's not an automatic gearbox it's a sequential gearbox and so you have to do something crazy to like put the car into reverse you you got to put it into i think neutral so you click both of the paddle shifters at the same time and there's a little lever to the left of the dash and you have to push that in and then i think upshift and then you'll put it into reverse and then you have to do it in reverse to get out of reverse it's kind of crazy but, I mean, that just shows you how far they're willing to go. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, sequ- sequential gearboxes are way fucking different than... Yeah. But what's, like, it's uh, 2012? I think that was the last year they produced the LFA. Okay. Yeah, so it didn't have a dual clutch in it like we do now, so we have super smooth shifts. Yeah. The shifting was a little rough in the LFA from what it looked like in the videos and the people talking about it, and the rough, or the ride was very rough. Yeah, it was definitely uh, a car that you very fun to drive but once you lose it you're gone yeah not a daily car either <laughs> definitely not definitely a car that if i lived in germany I'd probably go down in the evergreen every day <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah um that lap was five minutes and 40 seconds yeah i mean if you're affording that car you might be able to go down there every single day it can't be that expensive it. to go take a lap around the evergreen I mean, remember those videos we used to watch we were watching a while back. There's just videos like crashes at the Nurburgring. Like, oh. And there's just normal people driving yeah. their everyday cars. Yeah. Um, and there'd be just like, you know, people in a fucking four-door van just hauling ass. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. You know, having a blast. So. Yeah. Can't be a fortune to drive on the track, but fuck. I wonder how many, if you have to sign a bunch of shit, like a bunch of waivers, because that is one of the most dangerous track in the world. It's got 170 corners. Shit. 170. I might be 10 off might be 160 but correct me if i'm wrong but still got a shit ton of corners 150 plus how many miles is it long well there's two different 12.1 and then the the whole track is 16 that's crazy i think it's how long it took to build isn't it 12.1 for what uh the length of nordschleif oh yeah yeah it was something like that something around there it's 12 point something let's see how long it took to build that track but i watched a video about um them building it and whatnot, and um, yeah, the, the the cars that they were racing on that track at events, they just got too dangerous, and they couldn't race cars on the track anymore. <laughs> Jesus. Like, definitely one of the best racetracks in the whole wide world. So it says the Nürburgring was designed in the early 1920s. I don't fucking believe it. Me neither. But that's what it How says. How they design it? They got like a fucking kindergarten to draw a circle on a piece of paper. Oh yeah, they laid <laughs> every rock by hand, and then they did. Yep. Are you fucking me? You busting my balls? No. They laid every rock by hand. 
<laughs> Fuck. Just little every tarmac rock. By yeah, every like, single sh- rock. Sh- and then they yep. put glue in between. Perfect line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any more facts? How long you should look it? up why the Nurburgring was made. So it says they started building it in September 1925, and it took just a year and a half to complete. I believe it. That's pretty fucking quick, though. Those motherfuckers work fast. Fuck. Motherfuckers work fast. No, I want to look up why the Nurburgring was made, because I'm pretty sure it has a weird kind of reason um, of why they made it. To drive cows on? Um, that's probably one of the reasons. <laughs> Maybe. I just typed into my fucking, my Google, uh, why did was. <laughs> why did was. <laughs> why did was. <laughs> why was the Nürburgring built? Well, yeah. The original Nürburgring <laughs> was to be a showcase for German automotive engineering and racing talent. Construction of the track designed by the Eckler Architecture Bureau from Ravensburg, led by architect Gustav Eckler, began in September of 1925. Bloody 1925. But they've mainly been using it for car testing for almost 100 years now. That's crazy. We should, we should, in 2025, go fly down to Germany. And rent a car, rent three cars, and go around the Nürburgring. Start listening to the podcast, guys. We need more money. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be on the 100th year anniversary. That'd be sick. I'd try it. I'd do it. That'd be crazy. So if you had to choose a rental car, what would it be? A rental car, huh? Not really a rental car. Not like you're fucking picking up a Chevy Impala. Four-cylinder Camaro? Four-cylinder <laughs> Camaro. That's the one. Four-cylinder yeah. Mustang. Four-cylinder Mustang. Marco Bush. What do you think they'd probably have there? Well, fucking, I wonder if the Porsche 911 GT2 RS would be, um, if you would be allowed to, like, if you could, like, rent one of those. Because there's got to be, obviously, like, supercar rentals. Yeah. Um, But that would be, because that did it, didn't that do it in, like, 657 or 647? Something like that. The GT2 RS. Dude, imagine renting a Honda Civic, though. Dude. Dude, with that, that... That top-notch front-wheel drive, though. Dude, yeah, you're going to go right into a barrier. <laughs> yeah, um, I know some about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. So do I. <laughs> um, fucking. Was the, was the 911 GT2 RS on the list for all-wheel steering? Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> Let me open up my tissues. I don't know how much you guys are... Um, informed about all-wheel steering but all-wheel steering was definitely a, a, a technology of the 80s and 90s but it's still widely used today 911 gt3 911 gt3 rs 911 turbo 911 turbo s <laughs> nine spider all got all-wheel steering even some K-Rail. trucks have them like early K-Rail. 2000s trucks i think it was a well, I chevy think, or something I think the newer trucks today mm-hmm. have them. oh probably but for, they were doing it in, in small spaces and whatnot yeah it was a Chevy Silverado 2002 2005 that has it. That's fucking hilarious. Dude, that's what I was thinking of. That's fucking hilarious. What else can you tell us about all the steering now that we're on the topic? Well, obviously, first of all, you should probably understand that it's not all wheel drive, it's all wheel steering. Yes. So all the wheels Absolutely. steer. So you can still have a front wheel drive car that has all wheel steering, right? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't matter that at all. It doesn't matter what the exactly mm. the power of the drivetrain. Yeah, no, there's rear wheel drive cars on here, front wheel, all wheel. Okay. It doesn't matter whatsoever. Damn, that makes it so much better. But a lot of, you know, a lot of different company systems are different, like fucking BMW and shit. They oh, have yeah. their own. They have their own different type of shit. So some of them will only be like high speeds, or low speeds. Yeah, but it's most of the time. I mean, it's computerized. But yeah, yeah, <clears throat> it's got to be engaged. Yeah. No, it's I watched a I watched a video on all those steering and like how it works and whatnot and it's definitely a crazy engineering. I'm pretty sure I wrote a paper about it in Mr. Hill's class. Hmm. Which I mean, the rear wheels are obviously not steering as much as the front wheels are. Oh no, <laughs> that'd no, be it's a not like wild. going right. So, yeah, it's at like a certain ratio of the. Yeah, front sometimes wheels. it'll only turn like a degree and a half. Yeah, either way. Super minimal, but it. 
does a lot. I mean, steering, if you, like, monster trucks steer with the rear wheels because it helps them turn so much easier. Yeah, and you can fucking see that shit. Yeah. You know, it's quite obvious. They literally turn the same angle as the front yeah. ones do. And so, if the back, if the rear wheels in a regular car were turning a bunch, like, it fucked uh, the shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you like the super long shit. fire trucks have rear wheel steering. Oh, they help yeah. them turn well, around. Well, they actually have someone turning. The, yeah, in the, the back. Wheels, yeah. That's so weird. Because think about it. When they turn when they turn right, the guy in the back is turning left. <laughs> That's so And then weird. when the you know people up front turn left, the guy in the back is turning right to help. Oh. Just he's pretty, he, he's pretty much drifting <laughs> in the back. Except they're drifting with traction. <laughs> Because he's literally just swinging the ass around wherever the front goes. Mm-hmm. You're a rear wheel steer on the weekend. Rear wheel and, steer uh, on the weekend. You're fucking racing regular cars during the week. <laughs> <laughs> Firefighter. Um, but not all, not all, um, all wheel steering systems are like that. Usually, when they get the higher speeds, um, at really low speeds, if the front wheels turn left, the rear wheels will turn slightly right to help pull that ass end around um, and, and help you take sharper corners um, at lower speeds, like let's say moving in around in a parking lot or something like that. But for really high speeds, um, when you're turning, instead of your front wheels just turning a little bit and you moving in your front end moving in that direction, um, your front wheels and your rear wheels will turn in the same direction so your car, your whole car will just move. Yeah. Like like side to side almost. Yeah, like, like s- just side. simple as like switching lanes. That's what they, or in regular cars, that's, it helps with that. Oh so yeah. Like switching lanes instead of turning into the lane, you're kind of like your whole, just gliding into the, yeah, the other the lane. Whole, pretty much the whole car glides from one side of the lane to the other. Yeah. Fucking weird. Does your, Avery, does your 300ZX... Have all wheel steering? Mm-mm. It's only turbo models. Really? I mean, as far as I know, it, that's what it that's what it said on the website that I looked. But I mean, the way she be handling, <laughs> the way she be taking corners though, because you know how Emery got his three hundred. Yeah. Um, he was. Did he get it already? Yeah. Because I think the system that they use in the three hundred ZX is called the Haltech all wheel system. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Apparently there's a cup. I think there is some cars. I don't know if it had to have been an option from like the factory or somebody who was buying yeah. it brand new. Um, but I think some two plus twos had that Haltech um, all wheel drive or not all wheel drive all wheel steer system. But I'm not quite sure. You're gonna fucking munch right now, you fucking fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean it eat. could, but I'd be surprised. Guess I've never really looked at it. Um. Let's actually, uh, let's talk about PT Cruisers for a second. PTSD? PTSD? Well, same thing, I guess. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, Avery and I used to shit on PT Cruisers, but I thought it, if you guys listened to our last podcast. Oh, yeah, they're terrible. But Avery's <laughs> mom owned one. Mm. Um, and, and one day, Avery had the smart idea of saying, eh. Well, no, my car was in, my car was at a shop. Yeah, you tell the story. Yeah, so my car was at a shop because he was having a leak. I didn't want to deal with all that because we couldn't. And um, and then I had to take my mom's car because I worked at Walmart at the time. Oh, yeah. I had a night shift. Oh, yeah. So it was after the night shift in the morning. I went for a little run. And, um, <laughs> yeah, I went just as fast in my car as I did my mom's PT Cruiser. <laughs> That's crazy. So <laughs> I don't know if it's just me or the car, but, I mean, obviously so the car held up. my question <laughs> is, is the PT Cruiser good, or are you just not pushing your 300ZX to the limit? See, after I did that, I was like, okay, there's definitely more the 300ZX can do. Oh, yeah. I just don't have the proper setup for that yet. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean. Yeah, after I saw that, I definitely probably gained a good 5, 10 miles an hour around some corners. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sometimes yeah. you need something to show you that, like... What the fuck am I oh, doing? Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. This thing's way better than what I thought it was. Like, if, uh, you know, if a BMW-trained, skilled, high-performance driver got into my car and then drove on the same roads that I drive on, he probably he could probably increase my speeds by probably, probably 25 to 30... all those corners. <laughs> 25 to 30%. I mean, like, <laughs> if I'm taking corners at 100, he could probably take it at 125. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh... But the thing is, I don't know if I have the nuts for that. Like, yeah, neither do I. Like, that's something, like, you have to build up comfortability 
Or you just got to be stupid. Yeah, or you just got to be stupid. Yeah, I wish we had, like, flat roads. Like, that just went off into the grass instead of some fucking ditches. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's dope, you know? If we could have have one road that was, like... Twisty uh, and flat. That was super twisty and flat, but maybe some bank corners. Oh, yeah. But, But no ditches? Like, what's the worst case scenario? You fly off into the grass and just get do a some couple dirt things. in your rims. Yeah, you might get some dirt clogged up. You might get stuck. You might get stuck, but you're not gonna fucking die. Yeah, no. There was a dude that <laughs> wiped out in his STI, I think going 100 miles an hour on the highway, and he just slid sideways and went into the grass. It's not like he fucking flew off a ditch, but he just had some grass in his rims. That's about it. Well, I mean, it, but it, going 100 miles an hour and go, lost control and went sideways. That would be so fucked. That's yeah, the, that's the thing is like, um, like I don't know how really I don't know how stable Subarus are like like when they're coming off the the production line. I don't know how stable those cars are at you know speeds <laughs> of 100, 150 miles an hour. Like Jeez. especially because they got obviously the big rear wings on the back. Like unless they're the wing that Subaru put on, those wings haven't been tuned for the car. So um, some wings, if not. If put on improperly, or you know, a wing that's not even meant for a certain car, it can actually be doing you worse. Yeah, it can actually it can actually cause uplift um, instead of uh, downforce. So you'll actually that wing will actually be getting pushed up instead of pushed downwards um, if if used improperly. And uh, so yeah, that shit can be. Kind of scary. So if you plan on doing excessive speeds of 120 to 130 or 150 miles an hour, or if you buy a Bugatti like Chase said to, then 250 <laughs> miles an hour, um, it could be very bad for you. But the Bugatti itself and the Veyron, the first edition of the Veyron, if you wanted to exceed that speed, um, you had to uh, pull over, turn off the car, you had to use the key that you used to start the car, uh, put it into a little slot right next to the driver's seat, um, and you turn it. And you put the key in and turn this little ring, and it locks the rear spoiler, so it won't come up after you hit eighty miles an hour or whatever. It's gonna stay down, um, so you know you're slick at a win. Yeah, man. You're slick at a win, man. Because and then and then the the wing would pop up normally if you know trying to hit some corners or some twisties. But yeah, it's but like even Bugatti like forty or sixty. Yeah, the wing pops up. with the amount of air you have coming over the rounded edges of your car, you don't need a fat spoiler to keep you planted. Mm-mm. Like when you're doing 240 or 250 miles an hour, you have so much air being pushed over your car. Yeah, your car is the downforce because the 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 wind's just hitting it. Mm-hmm. But you know when you're doing 100 or 80 or 120 miles an hour, a spoiler is nice to have because it it's pretty much just a giant piece of a plank of material that just helps push your car down air move yeah <laughs> for when you're trying to go around the corners and having a wing makes some cars not look like a dog taking a shit yes <laughs> yes it adds Indeed. some some flavor to it you know <laughs> like it makes it look like there's some cars out there that just look fucking bone dry when they don't have a wing on them and it's 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 gross i hate when uh like subarus and no wing like those aren't bad, especially if you're using it for like a drag Subi. But your Subi's gotta have a wing on it. It's a big old box. Yeah, man. They're not bad. Yeah. It's not miserable, but no, it's not horrible. I mean, the Subaru's still a, a good looking car either way. Yeah. But there's happy car. That's a happy car. Cute little Subaru. Cute little Subaru. But I, I think very happy cars. The Miata. Yeah, the Miata's Dude. one of the happiest cars. <laughs> and then the Miata's go. pissed off twin is the S2000. <laughs> <laughs> Which even the S2000 isn't a fucking super aggressive looking car. Uh-uh. It looks like it's might be a little Looks upset. like it's gonna slap you in the face and smile at you. <laughs> yeah. It's a Miata that's pissed <laughs> some shit. I wanna I wanna pull the S2000 back out. That that car is a car where driving it for me, like I'm just like it, like I just want to shift gears. I just want to drive. fucking drive it. I want the engineering and the mechanics of that car literally just put a fucking grin on your face, and you just can't get enough of it. <laughs> my grandparents were like, "Why the fuck are you taking my car so much? You're trying to like keep miles off yours." And I'm Fire. like, "Like no, I just fucking love driving it. Like it's I yeah. just it's such a driver's car. 
Um, and uh, Jeremy Clarkson said that the S2000 was the best bang for your buck if you wanted a car. If you want a car, S2000 is the best bang for your buck. The fuck does he know? Yeah, you know shit. What is He's probably only driven a couple of cars in his life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was telling a story one time about him going around uh, Monaco in Italy, the racetrack, in a Ferrari F430 with Michael Schumacher. And he was like, you don't know fast until you do that. <laughs> and I was like, dude, I don't even... Fuck, dude, that would be a fucking experience of a lifetime, going around with Ferrari's best racing driver. Oh, yeah. One of the best racing drivers of all time, and one of the best cars Ferrari's ever made. At the time. At the time. Which is the F430. Still a great car. But, holy shit. What an experience. It is. But I think it's time to end... Um, Season four, episode one. Fifty-one minutes. Yeah, we're getting there. We're Fifty-one getting there. and forty. Yeah. Episode four, episode five will be out next week um, on Sundays. We will be posting on Sundays, not Saturdays. It's just ten times easier for all of us mm-hmm. um, to do that instead. Yeah. Um, you guys got other shit to do on the weekend, anyways. Yeah, so. you guys are gonna be fucking Saturday night. You guys are gonna be getting shit faced or whatnot. So yeah, you ain't got time to listen to a podcast. Like, listen to my beats or not. Fucking yeah, whatever exactly. the hell you yeah. guys do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking weirdos. Um, but yeah, if you guys haven't followed the Instagram yet, it's Apex underscore Formula. Um, I'm trying to post there every day, multiple times a day. Um, good content, whatnot. And then we will be having YouTube at some point in time, probably in, in the beginning of summer. Is probably when we'll start dropping YouTube videos. Um. But yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, we truly Listen. appreciate it. Fucking A. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. My bad. Um, I've definitely said that a lot with the YouTube videos. Even though I've made way more fucking podcasts. But um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you guys next week. Yep.